live A-C-U. from the ACU of Texas Studios. This is the Clear Lake Today Podcast Network. Fans of all kinds of all sports, welcome back to Non So Strong Boxing Podcast. I'm your professional host, heavyweight boxer T. Diddy. And today we have a very, very breaking, it's not breaking news, but a very important topic that I think that should be addressed. Now, recently, I'm sure you've heard that Javante Tank Davis has been arrested for assault. Um, I don't know the official charges, but I think it was a little battery and I guess taking the young lady against her will from a basketball game. I would like to know what's your thoughts about this. Um, True enough, you know, you're never supposed to engage in such quarrels, you know, privately, privately or publicly. But in this case, I tend to want to kind of lean on the side of Javante Tank Davis as far as I think let's get this straight. I think he's wrong. I think he did he could have handled this in a much much more professional and just way. Um a lot of times money clouds things and I think that the level of success that he has attained uh, sometimes works to a fighter's or athlete, I should say, detriment. Uh, some people start feeling entitled. Some people start feeling that they're better than other people. Some people start feeling that they are actually above the law. In any case, reality will humble you, you know, very quickly once you go down this road. Um, now let's get back to the origins of this. Even when they were on good terms, I have a video of Javante Davis and his, I hate to say the word baby mama, but the mother of his child, it's hard to classify someone when they're not girlfriends and they're not married. But the mother of his child, when they were doing good, they're in the club dancing and he was having fun dancing with her and he subsequently was choking her in a funny dancing type of way. So maybe that's just something they do. Who knows? I'm not to judge. I'm not into it. But I don't know, maybe that choke that he was doing or whatever, it seems like that's something they do a lot, even when they're happy or when they're mad or whatever. So maybe his instincts was grabbing her by the collar, I'm not sure, but he has to realize, one, when you're in a public figure, when you're in the limelight, when you have the cameras on you, when you're a sports athlete, uh, albeit role model or not, you have to be conscious of everything you do. The camera is always on you. The public's eyes are always on you. So it's an adjustment that comes with fame. I mean, it's something that goes with the territory. If you want the fans to support you, 
to, you know, buy your product, to invest in your brand, then you have to give back. And what you give back is not of money or anything. It's mostly of time. It's um, doing interviews. It's signing autographs. It's shaking hands. It's taking pictures. It's, um, and hopefully, because it seems like this trend is growing more, it is starting foundations where you give back. Uh, Start your own foundation to give back to any charity or any cause that you think is relevant or something that hits home with you or your family. And just give back food drives, clothes drives, uh, homelessness. It's all kind of ways that someone who made it shows appreciation and tries to pull up someone else behind them, tries to help someone that's more less fortunate than they are at the, you know, at the current time. Money doesn't make you successful or unsuccessful. It is character, it's a state of mind, and it's a feeling of well-being. So, yeah, it's not a it doesn't come down to the fact that whoever has more money is better in society. That is a big 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 misconception. It's about family, it's about values, and it's about a happy state of mind. Some people I might be one of them that, you know, at different points in my life, I achieved a lot of success. I achieved a lot of financial stability. And there's been times when I didn't have that financial stability. But all in all, I still feel like I think from those struggles, I learned that happiness is what you make. It's a state of mind. And as you as you gain years, as you become older, you realize that the things that matter most is helping other people and family. You know, when you're young, you like to party, you like to go out, you like to show off. And then when you get older, you kind of grow out of a lot of those ways. You always can have fun. I mean, I know it's fun watching my grandma at parties get up and start dancing. and You're always going to have fun, but Family, to me, uh, in my opinion, uh, is the most important thing. And I think since Javante Davis had his first child with this lady, he expressed in a lot of com, a lot of uh, interviews and documentaries, documentaries. I'm sorry, that he's a different person now. He's more mature that he looks at life in a different way and he's a better fighter. He has more to fight for because now he's not just fighting for his future. Now you're fighting for the future of your child. You know, you want to make enough money to make sure they're set for life once they become of age, college money, you know, different things like that, just stability. And a big thing to the established that I've learned is generational growth and wealth, generational wealth, whereas it's not only that you have enough money to sustain you, but it's like you have enough to pass down. And that's the thing that a lot of, in my opinion, that a lot of black people overlook and 
with society going as it has it been, you know, we have to think more of generational wealth because if you look at the more successful people, there are people that were passed down from their parents and then their parents had big businesses and passed down and then the next parents had big businesses and passed them down to the next kids and the next kids and so forth with these big million and billion dollar companies. So you want to have something to pass down to your children to ensure a higher level of success. Um, he had a child, Javante Tank Davis. He had a child with her, and he was fighting harder. I see it with most fighters. And he had more purpose about winning and don't blow your money as much because you do have something else to look forward to. And the mother of his child, she went back to the judge for an increase on monthly money that he paid for the child. I think he was paying as low as 6000 a month uh, for the child. And then he had a few million-dollar fights, big endorsements. The big fight in Atlanta was a huge, huge success for boxing. It did great numbers. And Javante Tank Davis is from Baltimore, but he's selling out arenas in Atlanta. Just because he hangs around Atlanta a little bit, uh, Adrian Broner has a house in Atlanta and he has a few other friends that he hang with in Atlanta so they kind of know him just from the social scene but he was able to bring world championship boxing back to Atlanta which it hasn't been for a long 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 time now you think about it the most popular boxer from Atlanta hands down would be Evander the real deal Holyfield and the first thing I think of when I think of Holyfield in Atlanta is the house that Holyfield purchased through his efforts from boxing. I mean, that's the biggest. I think it had uh, over 120 acres, I think. I mean, it was something. I used to train with Evander Holyfield, and we became very, very, very good friends. Um, we used to talk about a lot of things. He befriended me because he became really good friends with my mother. Every day I would come to the gym, my mother would come with me. And Evander Holyfield is a person that if you listen to him, if you talk to him, if you go back and read his interviews or listen to his interviews, every fifth or sixth word or reference, he's, he's bringing up his mother. His mother's been deceased for a while, but he always constantly lives with everything that she taught him. He learns from all the lessons, all the lectures, all the knowledge that she dropped on him, all the, she prepared him for life, good things and bad things. So he always refers to something she said or some type of saying or something that she prepared him for a life if you listen to Holyfield. So when he seen the conf the connection between my mother and I, that made him, that drew him closer to me. Even And also I'm a heavyweight, like he's a heavyweight, but he liked that dynamic of me and my mother in the gym. So we start talking and one thing led to another. 
So and when you he was at the fight in Atlanta, but Atlanta hasn't had big time boxing since Holyfield brought a championship fight back to Atlanta until Tank just brought a fight to Atlanta. So I've been talking to a lot of people and most people are outraged at the way he handled the situation. Like I said, uh, at first he was paying about $6,000 a month in child support. And when she went back to the judge for an increase after the fight in Atlanta, uh, she was trying to get it raised back. I mean, not raised back, trying to get it raised to $100,000 a month. Just think about that. $100,000 per month in child support. Now this this uh kind of brings up the thing in my head like okay is child support at some levels just is it fair I mean what is the real reason behind this like okay the intention I know specifically should be to take care of the child, the money that you give to take care of the baby, but the baby's not even walking. What is the baby going to spend $100,000 a month on? I mean, I don't know. I know they base it on income and different things like that, but she also, (laughs) I guess like in a tell-all type thing to the judge, she also said that uh, Javante Davis tried to make a deal with her that he would up the money, but she would still have to sleep with him in certain ways or whatever. He's like, I'll pay it, but you also, you know, whenever I want to be with you, you have to agree or whatever, whatever. So she said that as a slap in the face to him and the judge because the judge really was irate when they heard this part of the verbal agreement. And I'll chalk that up to hearsay. I mean, she didn't have it on tape or writing, but I'm sure he might have said something, and I'm sure she might have said something. So anytime you see a situation, you know it's a little bit in the middle of what this person said and a little bit in the middle of what this other person said. So I don't know if paying $100,000 a month in child support for a baby that's like, six seven months old if it's uh up to a year old i don't know if he feels like he's entitled to her or what she does or how she moves around because i guess they broke up but let's just imagine they're at super bowl in miami you know and she shows up to a tmt celebrity basketball game with another guy. Now, Javante Tank Davis is signed to TMT. You know, this is Floyd Mayweather's boxing uh, promotional company, TMT, which means the money team. And they throw different events and do different things all around the U.S. and outside the U.S. And so you're coming to my place of business, basically. I'm I'm speaking in the reference of Javante Davis because it's not like you're at the 
the Miami Heat game or anything. You come to a TMT, money team, Floyd Mayweather, celebrity basketball event, who I'm signed, I'm the marquee signing of the money team. And then you come with another guy. That has to be a kick in the teeth. It would take a very, very mature, mature man or woman. But in this case, let's talk about a very mature man to say, you know what? I pay her 100000 a month for child support. Uh, it's my first child. She's the mother of my first child. Uh, we've, we're no longer together. So even if I see her in front of Floyd Mayweather with another dude, everybody knowing that that's my baby's mama and I'm paying her all this money to show up with another dude in front of the people I know and for me to not to be ridiculed or feel, you know, besmirched, I'm going to be the bigger man and let her enjoy the event with this guy in front of my peers and I'm just not going to say anything to her. You got to think about it. Tank Davis is probably somewhere around 23 years old. I can just think back to the time when I was 23 years old. I did not have the level of maturity to deal with such, such situations in the best manner. When you get older in hindsight, like they say, hindsight is twenty twenty. You're like, man, I shouldn't have did it like this or I shouldn't have did it like that or maybe I should have just walked away or maybe I should have just walked over and shake the guy's hand and uh, here goes my monthly hundred grand. Talk to you later. But unfortunately, it didn't go down like that. He went over there and somebody called him and said, man, look, your baby mama's on the front row with some dude. He showed up with two goons in the background and he snatched the girl up by her collar and by her throat, by her neck. It's hard to see because the footage isn't like zoomed in. But let's just say he grabbed her around the collar and picked her up and walked out with her. Well... The guy that was she was with, <laughs> he's kind of like the funniest one in this whole scenario because he sees all of this happen and he gets up and runs off. I mean, if she ever talks to this guy again, that's a tragedy. That is a travesty. There's no way he didn't even try to step up for He didn't try to say, yo, you know, calm down, or this is my date, or or does she even want to go to the back with you? He just got up and ran off with his head down. Now, I'm going to think about it. I'm going to give it a few qualifiers. If I'm dating a new chick and she says, well, my baby daddy is a boxer, that might bring some caution, I guess. But think about the weight division. Javante Tank Davis was champion at 130 pounds. So he's a 130-pound champion. Even if he move up 135 pounds, think about this. I weigh, personally, I weigh 280 pounds. It's not too many 130-pound people that I'm going to be afraid of. I mean, albeit 
if he's a boxer and I'm not, I mean, yeah, I know he's a boxer, but it comes down to man to man. If I weigh 280 pounds and you weigh 130 pounds, uh, I think things might have just shifted in my direction. I'm not going to sit there and try to, you know, go combination for combination. I'm going to grab you and take you, you know, to the ground, try to use my weight. I mean, goodness gracious, at least in front of the lady that I'm with, show him that you are a man also. This is just my opinion. I mean, somebody said this. I don't know who it is, but they said at at the end of the day, first things first, I'm a man first. You know, then I'm a something, something second, and I'm a something, something third. But first and foremost, I'm a man first. That means no matter what, you know, where I'm at, you know, what am I doing, who am I speaking to, you know, you must respect me as a man. I will respect you as a man also because respect is given, respect is earned. And I've always been under that mindset as I got older. I was in a few situations where older people taught me that you give respect, you receive respect. Now, the moment that that respect is taken from you, then a different side of me comes out, you know, you know, which is quite normal. I mean, it's like a self-defense me- mechanism. You can't, the weak get eaten, you know what I mean? <laughs> As a uh, comment from uh, my one of my best friends and co-hosts, Mean Gene Hill, I think on his, uh, his uh, Facebook uh, profile picture, it's a picture of a lion or something, and it's, uh, the caption reads, you know, the weak get eaten. And that's kind of, it's. think about it, even in the jungle, it's survival of the fittest. So to make it in this world, you know, you have to be strong. You have to be strong mentally. Uh, hopefully you're strong physically. That's something that you can work on. You want to be strong financially. You just you want to be strong emotionally, so, <clears throat> Mister. I'm just not one of the people quick to condemn Tank Davis. I do agree that he went about it the wrong way, but on another token, he's young. He gives that lady a extremely high amount of money, and. I think it's fought on both ends. I mean, why would you, why would, out of all the events she can go to in Miami for the Super Bowl, why would you go to a TMT boxing, the money team, Mayweather event, the event that signs, you know, that's the company that your baby daddy works for. It's kind of like she wanted to be seen. It'd been different if, Tank got a breaking tip that she was across town somewhere that he didn't know about, and he followed up on the tip and caught her at the hockey game. She kind of like flaunted this right where she knew he would be or around the people that she knew knew him. So there are different nuances to this. I mean, so I like to speak on both sides. I don't want the 
the women or the you know domestic violence or the me too movement to uh <laughs> to attack me like oh are you saying it's okay to to grab women no i'm not saying that like i said he's very young immature and i'm sure he knows now that he's he's been arrested and charged with this and i mean you're a young successful you know person a young black male in america i mean that has accumulated millions of dollars through hard work you want to protect yourself you want to you want to have good people around you you want to make good decisions you want to be in life you want to be more mature than your years so even if i'm 20 i want to have the maturity of a 40 year old you know if i'm 40 i want to have the maturity of a a 60 year old and so forth that's why i always tell people i love kids and old people i mean absolutely i love children like if you ever see me it can be kids i never met kids i see on commercials i mean uh I just love children. My heart goes out to them. And that's just normal children. Last night I actually seen a commercial for disabled kids and man, it brought tears to my eyes. Um, I said, man, if I had millions, I'd be calling the, the, the 1900 hotline right now, donating a couple hundred thousand just because the impact of that commercial I mean, I I hope all the money goes to those children, but man, it was so compelling. It was a little girl with one arm, little girl with one leg. It was oh, it was just oh, they had me. But anyway, I love children and old people. Old people, I love to talk to them because it's so much knowledge and wisdom. I learned that from my grandmother. Um, you know, she was born like like in the 20s or something like that, the 30s. She was born, so I'm thinking, man, it's 2020. If you was born like 1920, 30, 40, there's so many stories that you can tell. You've seen the world through eyes that I never can. Like I research a lot of history, American history, you know, history from all the continents. And... I'm thinking I'm in the midst of someone who lived through that. Just think about how amazing that is. I'm in the midst of some person who lived through the 20s, the 30s, the 40s, the 50s. Because you got to think about it. Ali didn't hit, Muhammad Ali didn't hit the scene to the 60s. So, I mean, they know about, they know about things we see in history books. They know they've lived through and seen things we see on documentaries. And why wouldn't you want to just soak up that knowledge? Like, because you're never going to find another person like them. There's not too many people who lived in the 30s and the 40s and still here today and can explicate and tell you about these type of things, you know, expound on these subjects. It's not a lot. So if you're in the presence of one, you should, one, you know, they're not going to be around for much longer. You have to soak up all the knowledge that you can 
That's why every day I talk to my grandmother every day. She call and I told her, when you bored, call me. Put me on speed dial. I I I bought her a tablet and put my name and number on the front because uh she started suffering from dementia. And I wanna make sure I was the turn to page one, you're gonna see my name, my phone number. Call me first. And then I on the second page I put everybody else, my sisters, my aunts, my kids, and all this and this and that. But I made sure my number, name and number is on the first page. Um, because the stories, it's just the knowledge is like you're in a, you're sitting in gold, diamonds of knowledge. And uh, I noticed that Muhammad Ali, if you look back at his training camp, he had the uh, late, great Stephen Fetcher. This guy was old, like 80-something, 90-something in training camp with Ali. And he supposedly, according to Ali, he he the one invented the anchor punch, the punch what they call popularly labeled as the phantom punch that knocked out Sonny Liston in the rematch. And he said, I got that from Stephen Fetcher. And that old man, man, when old because when old people talk, I listen. And it's just, I don't know, it's a great joy to me. If they say something, if they give an endorsement, anything, it, it got to be true. You know, or it has to have some truth to it, the way I see it. But um, that was, that's, I mean, I like to hear the comments of everyone. I guess you can leave comments here. I'm going to post it on the, uh, hopefully everyone is subscribed to our YouTube channel. We have a YouTube channel called None So Strong Boxing. We have a Facebook group, boxing group called None So Strong Boxing. Um, and yeah, subscribe to all this. Uh, my Instagram is Boxing T Diddy, T like Tiger. Because they be like P Diddy. No, it's T Diddy. So Boxing T Diddy. But yeah. This I like to hear what people think. I mean, so far I've been kind of gauging and talking to a few people, and the consensus uh they're disgusted with Tank. They're like, oh, how could he? But just think about it. Don't be so quick to throw someone on the axe, because you know, judge not if unless ye wants to be judged yourself. And like Jesus said, he without the first stone cast the first oh he without sin cast the first stone and nobody threw a stone at the lady that was committing adultery they wanted to stone her to death and, <laughs> and Jesus saved her life and told her go now and sin no more and she never did you gotta give people a chance that's what that that's what that whole parable teaches me that's what I get from that so I'm not quick to I'm I'm one of the people that I always try to keep hope in people and situations and sometimes even to a fault um so what i want to do now is go over a few top athletes that's been accused because today's today since this just happened yesterday it totally just took the whole subject over in my head of today's topic and i wanted to talk about something else but i said okay let's let me talk about the most pressing and relevant and latest breaking news and Javante Davis has been arrested 
for the uh, the domestic violence, assault, kidnapping, and all. You know, they, they kind of drum up the charges when you first arrested. And I already know why. Me being someone who has been through the legal system, uh, I think it's because in order to get a conviction, what you do is, you know, you're throwing you're throwing clay at the wall. You throw so much clay at the wall until something sticks. You know, so they, they give you so many charges in the beginning. And then they say, you know, if you plea bargain, we'll drop all these charges and reduce this one. And you just plead guilty to one charge, we'll drop the other eight. So I'm going to throw nine charges just so you can plead. So you can plead guilty to one. Because if I just came at you with one charge, you'd probably fight it and have a chance of beating it. So I'm coming to you with nine charges. Okay, we'll drop the other eight. Just plead guilty to one and we'll drop those. And that's what happens with a lot. So I found a list, actually. It's kind of a surprising list, too, of athletes that were charged with domestic violence. Um, Of course... Javante Tank Davis is the latest in the subject of this show, but his boss, of course, everyone knows, Floyd Mayweather Jr., was convicted and pled guilty to domestic violence charge in 2010. Um, he was actually facing like 40-some years. Like, I don't understand. And at the end of the day, he received three months in uh, in jail in solitary confinement, of which he only did two months <laughs> because he started saying his health was going bad and his muscle his muscle tone and musculature was deplete depleting, and he wouldn't be able to earn a living anymore once he got out because he was losing all his muscle tone and losing weight and was very unhealthy. I, I mean, I wish I could have used that one. <laughs> That's a, that is an excuse that rich people can use to get out of jail early. And they will go back to the judge. And if he declares that their health is in a steady decline, he can actually release them earlier to, home, to house arrest or different things like that. It's fascinating what money could do. Um... Uh, the thing with Floyd Mayweather, I wasn't too, too uh, informed on the situation that happened, but I know that he got so many charges because it's a big charge. Like when, when you, I'm not sure if you guys know this, I kind of just found out about it not too long ago, but it is a big, big charge if you just snatch someone's cell phone. Like, the charge they give you is amazing. Like, if you snatch someone's cell phone, they start getting you, like, uh, kidnapping and terroristic threats. And, like, the person, I guess the way they look at it is the person can't call for help. So, the, I mean, you know, being where I'm from, the hood, you know, you snatch your phone anytime. You snatch your phone Throw it down, break it, stomp on it, throw it. Man, don't do it. <laughs> do not do it. 
And I found this out from Floyd Mayweather. When he got into it with his, the mother of his children, that's how I'll say it, the mother of his children, uh, a few of his children, he snatched her phone and man, they they gave him so many charges for that. And she was she started messing around with a basketball player. It's kind of the same thing when I think about it now. He paid her a lot of money per month for her living and the kids and upkeep and I guess the lifestyle they're used to or whatever. And from him paying that money and coming over to see his kids and, you know, different things like that, they might have still been messing around here and there. When he found out she started texting and started sleeping with some NBA guy, you know, he just went totally bananas. So maybe, you know, even if you're still intimately involved with someone or whatever, but you guys aren't exclusive, you have to have the maturity and discipline to, like, I'm giving her all this money. We still we still are intimate. She has my kids. You still have to say, oh, I'm going to be the bigger man. I'm going to be mature. Oh, she's talking to this guy. This guy's coming by the house that I'm paying for. I can't do anything. And that's, I mean, that's what a robot would do. That's what the, that's what the law wants you to do without you getting in trouble. But in reality, that's kind of just not how we react to things. So he went to jail for that. Now, the next person on his list I didn't even know was on the list is Randy Moss. Randy Moss was reportedly charged with domestic violence. In 2008, he was also accused of dating violence in a lawsuit that was later dropped. Dating violence? I don't know what the hell that is. I mean, you tell me. What is dating violence? <laughs> Man, there's so many charges out there. You really kind of have to stay isolated. That's kind of how I live my life right now. The thing is, I try to... I, I explain this to my older daughter, and I'm not sure if she caught it or not. I try to eliminate opportunities of me getting into a bad situation so I like for you know I don't go out I don't party I don't drink I don't I never did drugs in my life I don't smoke I don't drink I don't go to clubs been over 12 years since I think I even went by a club like I don't do any of that stuff and not to say that I don't like it it's a conscious effort because, you know, I try to eliminate the exposure or the opportunity to get into a bad situation. So I was explaining that to my oldest daughter. Like, if you cut down, you know, the people you talk to, the places you go, don't put yourself in so many bad situations. Like, even if you're not doing anything, try to limit the possibility of a bad situation arising. So that's why I don't go to clubs. That's why I don't go out. I don't hang. I don't drink. I don't smoke. And I told my oldest, my oldest daughter, if you start doing those things, at least you won't say because I saw my parents doing it. You know what I mean? We have to make example 
for our children. And I don't want to, it's hard to say if I'm smoking cigarettes and then my kids want to smoke and I say, don't smoke, it's bad for you. How can I say that if the kid sees me smoking cigarettes every day? So you have to lead by example. The next person I seen on this list is Chad Ochocinco. Man, <laughs> I don't know if I'm on the guy's side because I notice I'm always kind of making excuses for guys and I, maybe because I am one. But it seemed like that woman totally ruined his life. He even got kicked out of the NFL because of a reality show he did with that woman. And then, you know, the she charged him with domestic violence. And then they were back together and then they were back fighting. It was just it was just an up and down seesaw. But at the end of the day, she went on to reality TV making money and he was losing money, kicked out of the National Football League. So guys in particular, it doesn't seem to uh, end up well for us in any of these situations. Think about the Ray Rice thing. Uh, when he hit the girl in the elevator, she can't, even though she attacked him and then he hit her, they kicked him out of the NFL for that, for the violence or whatever. And the funny thing about the NFL is they kick you off of things you do off the field. It's not like he was caught doing steroids or performing enhancements or like the guy that took off the helmet and hit the quarterback in the head on the field. I can see, you know, different things you're doing while you're at work. They kick you off of things you do in your personal life because they're saying that you represent the NFL and we don't tolerate uh, if you ever get a domestic violence charge or if you ever – you have to keep up the the image and the brand of the league in your day-to-day life or we'll terminate your contract in the NFL – very, very strange the way they, they, uh, the way they carry their business in the NFL. Very, very strange. And the thing with Ocho Cinco, he was again arrested for domestic violence in 2012. So that's kind of tough. The next person is Dennis Rodman. Now Dennis Rodman is no surprise on anybody's list. For any kind of trouble he can possibly get in. He's a very extrovert, egotistical, eccentric, just person. Like, wow, Dennis Rodman. I wouldn't, anything you say about him, I say, yeah, that's believable. You can say the craziest thing. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I can see that. So Dennis Rodman played no contest to domestic violence charges in Los Angeles in 2008. So, you know, a lot of people plead no contest. That's like, I'm not saying I'm innocent. I'm not saying I'm guilty. It's kind of like a draw in boxing. No wins, no loss. So a lot of people just plead no contest. So he played no contest to that charge in 2008. Now, this guy, the legendary Jim Brown, I'm very surprised about that one. He's been like a black advocate for in social right and injustices and 
getting certain things on the agendas uh, for black people approved. I'm surprised he ever got in some trouble. Didn't know about that. Jim Brown was charged with domestic violence in 1986, but the charges was later dropped. So I noticed that um, even when your charges are dropped, (laughs) they still have you on record and on different lists of things that happen. Like it's kind of with the uh, like with the OJ thing, he was acquitted, acquitted and found not guilty. But the first thing you think of, you know, when you think of O.J. Simpson is the trial and the charges and people act as if he was found guilty. You know what I mean? Even though and it's funny because when you think when you're found not guilty of something, it goes away and people apologize. or I guess I was wrong or, you know, because like they say, we're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. But the reality is you're guilty to proven innocent. And even if you prove innocent, you're still guilty in some people's eyes. So it's very hard to get around that one. The next one is my boy. Oh, my God. I made so much money gambling on this guy. I'm always going to be a fan of this guy. But it's my boy, Manny Ramirez. You know, for the Boston Red Sox. I'm not sure how many baseball fans out there, but Manny Ramirez, I'm a big baseball fan, something that my boxing peers might not know. So I'm exposing myself. I love baseball. I love baseball. And, man, the one-two punch was Manny Ramirez and David Ortiz, big poppy. Oh, man, going over the... (laughs) The red monster, the green monster, whatever they want to call it. But Manny Ramirez was arrested for domestic violence in 2011. So that was kind of shocking. But on the the baseball field, what what a player. I'm sorry to, to veer off, but man... Go on YouTube or anywhere. I'm just guessing. It looks some Manny Ramirez highlights up. I used to call him, he used to pimp home runs. I always say he pimped the home runs because he didn't just hit home runs. He he had home runs called back. And if you don't know baseball, just think about that. He hits a home run. That puts a, a score, another run on their score of the total game. Because of his antics after he hit the home run, they would actually take the score, the one point, back off. He would get... (laughs) It is amazing. Because what he would do is after he hit the home run, he would drop the bat in this very fly fashion. And he would stand there and look at the pitcher with disdain and contempt. And then he would dust himself off and walk very slowly towards the first base. I mean, it was a beauty to watch. It was like, basically, it was the equivalent of a knockout in boxing. The home run, it's a knockout in boxing. And he, I mean, he hit walk-off homers. You know, it's not just, 
a homer in the middle. He's hitting walk-off homers. I mean, oh, my God. I can talk too much about that. But that's my boy, Manny Ramirez. Next. It's time. Was your boy, uh, OJ. And we'll, the list goes on and on. We'll talk about this on the, oh, on the next episode. I hope you guys are looking really f- looking forward because it's probably going to be our best show so far. This is episode three. Uh, the next episode next week, we will have a uh, three-time boxing world champion. He was the middleweight champion. He was the super middleweight champion. And he was the light heavyweight champion. Reggie Johnson. He's coming on the show next week along with his cousin, Star Johnson, who is one of the greatest. I mean, he's a boxer also, but he's one of the greatest boxing minds ever. I mean, boxing historians. I'm a very big boxing historian, man. Man, you, I can talk about fights in the 20s, the 30s. I can talk about fights in the 18, 1900s. I mean, the uh, early 1900s, late 1800s. But this guy, I mean, he's kind of my teacher. Like, I know more about current boxing. He knows more about old school boxing and facts. Kind of puts you in the mind of a Max Kellerman. If you're, if, you're, if you're familiar with Max Kellerman, straight boxing historian. 1940, it was this fight. The backgrounds, the belts, the sanctioning bodies. He knows everything. So next week's episode, I'm going to have two big, powerful brains, boxing brains in here along with me because I'm a very big boxing brain. But I'm going to have two big boxing brains in here with me. And I'm going to have the three-time world champion, Reggie Johnson. So look forward to it. Uh, next week's episode um, Like I said Once once again Subscribe to the YouTube channel None So Strong Boxing For the latest updates when the videos drop So uh, Join the None So Strong Boxing Group on Facebook And if you want to add me Add me on Instagram at Boxing T Diddy And like I always say Keep punching <laughs>